Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 63, When You're Feeling Burned Out. My name is Jesse Ellertson and I am a life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. We're going to start off this episode with a battle buddy moment from Mariana, and she says, Jessie is an amazing life coach. She is so knowledgeable and always ready to over-deliver in her coaching sessions. I had the privilege to coach with her one-on-one where I've experienced breakthroughs that transformed my emotional life. Thank you, Jessie. Thank you so much for that review, Mariana. It really helps me when you guys are willing to do that, and it helps other people who maybe don't know as much about life coaching or these kinds of ideas, it makes them feel more confident about trying it out, taking a chance on it. So keep those reviews coming, whether it's on Facebook or a review for my podcast, all of it's very helpful. Thank you so much. So today we're talking about what's going on when you are feeling burned out. And what I mean by this is in the model, you have a goal or something in your C line that you're working on. And what I mean by this is when we get the result of burnout, when we have burnout in our R line. And when this happens, we think that the problem is what's in the action line, but the real problem is the fuel that we're using. And I like to call feelings fuel. And we know that our thoughts create our feelings and then our feelings fuel our action. And typically when we experience burnout or we end up, you know, having to go into survival mode or rely on willpower or we end up quitting something that we're working on, which are kind of some other words for for burnout, that is when we have an unproductive fuel in our F-line and then we're trying to use that fuel to sustain desirable actions that those actions, if we're able to continue them long-term and sustain them, we would achieve our desired result. But because of the fuel that we're using, we're unable to sustain those actions and we experience that burnout. Another thing that's important to know is that sometimes we think that the problem is in the action line, when this happens and so then we change what's in our action line we think we've put too much in our action line and sometimes that is the case but a lot of times we could totally accomplish what was in the action line if we just were using more productive fuel in our feeling line but another area that we'll go to when we have burnout is we'll say that the problem is what's in the c line so we'll look at our circumstance and we'll say well, i can't do that circumstance anymore because look i burned out and i'm not saying we shouldn't quit things sometimes we should quit things sometimes we should change our c and even sometimes we should change what's in our action line but i want to talk about when you like what's in your c and you enjoy doing what's in the a line and you have a reasonable desired result but you're unable to sustain the actions and you experience that burnout so we're going to go into some specific examples so you guys can see what i'm talking about The first thing I want to talk about is a little bit more about willpower, like I've already mentioned. Another word that I like to use when I'm talking about willpower is like white knuckling. And it's basically where you're trying to muscle through your action, even though you're thinking something and feeling something that doesn't really support the action, like we've already talked about. And it actually works for a little while, which is why we can be confused. Because we think, oh, why was it working? And now it's not working. But that's when we know we're using willpower is when we just feel like we're holding on really tight or we're trying to really hurry through before our willpower runs out. And and then we end up going into survival mode or, or the willpower runs out and we're quitting. Now, it's important to understand that willpower is always limited. That's what's tricky about it is it does run out. And then it makes us feel like we're limited. 
but really we were just using unproductive fuel. Now, if we're able to use mind management and work on our mindset and clean up how we're thinking and use productive fuel for our actions, that is unlimited. And this is a powerful thing to understand. So one example that I wanted to give you guys is a simple model about maybe your husband being deployed and you have some necessary action you need to take while he's away and a desired result you want to achieve. The necessary action usually looks something like, you know, solo parenting and, you know, running the home and different things like that while he's away and your desired result is that you, you know, hold up well during the deployment. But if you're thinking something like it's so hard when he's gone and that thought leads you to feeling overwhelmed and then you're trying to fuel your action, your required actions of solo parenting from overwhelm, that's when we kind of stay in survival mode during a deployment and we get through, right? We get through, but at a cost and by the end, we're often feeling like we're barely going to make it to the end. Where if we were able to clean up our thinking about that just a little bit and try to intentionally create a more productive fuel in our feeling line, we might think of something like, I know how to make the most of our time apart and then we feel more powerful and then our action line stays exactly the same of the solo parenting and those required actions but our result line is that we're able to sustain the actions so much better throughout that deployment and end up with such a different kind of year by the by the end of it if that's how long they were gone so one thing that I have learned through coaching and, and seen in myself and in my clients is that our lower brain offers us this bad fuel. And I think that one reason it does, one reason that it offers us these indulgent emotions, which is often what the bad fuel is made of if you've listened to my episode about negative emotions, because if we're using bad fuel and getting burned out, then it justifies dramatic actions and dramatic results. And our brain, our lower brain loves drama. And it loves when we can melt down, burn out, give up. It loves all of that. And it wa- it also wants us to stop trying so hard and stop putting ourselves out there and stop having big dreams and big goals. It just wants us to stop. <laughs> so it's able to accomplish that by offering us this unproductive fuel that leads to not being able to sustain what it is that we're trying to do. It's so important to understand that what's in your action line isn't the problem and it isn't the reason you're feeling burned out. And that's why I wanted to make this episode is because in that model, that example I just gave of, you know, the circumstance line is husband is deployed the thought line is it's so hard when he's gone. The feeling is overwhelmed. The action line is solo parent. And the result line is, you know, barely make it to the end, survival mode, burnout. And if the action line is the problem, we have to do that action line, right? In that moment, we need to be able to step up and solo parent and do all that is required of us while they're away. And so if the action line is the problem, we're in big trouble. And our only option is to barely make it to the end. So if we realize, if we're able to take a step back and realize the action line isn't the problem and the circumstance line isn't the problem, which is all good news because those things really do need to stay the same in this example particularly, but in, in most examples, we want them to stay the same. And we know that overwhelm as a fuel leads to burnout as a result, where powerful as a fuel leads to thriving as a result. And knowing that really empowers us to create whatever fuel we find to be the most effective for us to create that desired result. Another thing that you might notice when you're using willpower 
and unproductive fuel is that we often feel like we need to be in a hurry. And this is for a couple of reasons. And we already talked about how we we do know, especially from the past, that willpower does eventually run out. And so we think, oh, I better hurry and get this thing accomplished while I still have willpower to run off of. And we also have this tendency to think that as soon as I'm able to achieve this goal, I'll feel better there than I feel here. And one thing we know from the 50-50 concept is that it's 50-50 here and it's 50-50 there, just a different set of 50-50. So we can remind ourselves that we don't need to be in a hurry to accomplish anything. We can just be willing for it to take as long as it needs to take. And when we're willing to do that, some really cool things happen. So first of all, when we're not willing to do that, uh, we end up setting pretty unreasonable goals if we're in a hurry. If we're kind of racing to get through our goal, we, we set unreasonable goals often. And another thing that plays into this, I think, is this term momentum that I've been hearing a little bit lately. And momentum feels really good. Momentum is when we're excited about something and we're kind of riding that wave and we're also kind of worried that will run out. But one thing that has been helping me a lot lately is to practice believing that I create momentum. It's not just this mysterious thing happening outside of me that I need to take advantage of while it's there. I can continually create thoughts and feelings that propel my momentum and sustain it and keep it going because it does feel good to achieve, you know, harder things or work on goals with that momentum. And that's another reason why we don't need to be in a hurry. Another thing you might find is that sometimes when we're unsuccessful at a goal or unsuccessful at accomplishing it as fast as we think we need to accomplish it, uh, we are willing to change our thoughts. But if we're not careful, what we change them to is being hard on ourselves, thinking that will increase our chance of getting the R. So we may have been thinking something you know, kind of medium, productive, maybe towards slightly unproductive. And it was kind of working, kind of not working. And we start to get frustrated that, you know, this shouldn't be taking so long, or I must be doing something wrong, or maybe I'm not good enough to do this. And our thoughts quickly shift from whatever they were that we started our goal with to being even harder on ourselves. And that that's, we go there very naturally, almost on default, if we're not careful. And when we're being intentional about that, we can watch that and know that being hard on ourselves really does not serve us. And it does not increase our chances of creating that desired result. Okay, the last thing that I want to touch on in this section before we move on to talk about using feelings that fuel, productive feelings that fuel, is that one thing I have noticed in my clients is that when they have multiple attempts at something that they're trying to accomplish and that each attempt has been unsuccessful, whether it's right in a row or even time in between, they're able to look back at their past and say, I've tried to do this multiple times and have been unsuccessful. And that starts to create limiting beliefs within us. So for example, when we look at the past and we find evidence that we haven't been successful at something so far, we might start to believe, oh, I'm just not a morning person. That's why I can't accomplish this goal of, you know, trying to get up early consistently and have a morning routine. Or we might think, well, I just can't lose weight. I've tried everything, right? So watch for that and know that no matter how many times we've tried something, we're just still figuring it out. Really, if it's something we still want to accomplish, it doesn't need to mean anything about us as a person or need to. it doesn't need to create any of those limiting beliefs for us about ourselves. We're able to rewrite any story we want to rewrite if it's important to us and create anything we want to create. So let's take a look at using productive feelings that fuel. So these are intentional emotions that we choose and create through mind management. Now, sometimes they happen more, you know, almost organically without being super intentional about it. If it's already an area that you're familiar with, that comes easily for you, that excitement comes easily for you or whatever feelings create that productive action for you, you know, it might be motivated or disciplined, excited, committed, 
some of these these ones that we use often. One that I heard recently that I really liked was delighted. If you want to be delighted by something that makes you excited to spend time thinking about it, excited to spend time working on it. So typically, while some might come on their own, we, we mostly need to create these by cleaning up the way we're thinking about our goal, about what we're working on, about what it means about us, and what our efforts so far have meant. I think that part's also really important. So like I mentioned earlier, that while willpower is limited, mindset is unlimited. When we use mind management to create our desired results, it's an unlimited amount of power. So amazing to be able to tap into that. Our brains are like supercomputers. And when we can harness that power, man, there is nothing we cannot do. So let's talk about a sample model, another sample model. So one that An example that I like to use from one that I've been working on in my recent past is I used to believe I wasn't a morning person. Sleep has been very important to me and I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I wanted to rewrite that story and I wanted to be able to get up early successfully and enjoy it, reap the benefits of it and rewrite that story that I'm not a morning person because I would look back into my past and think I never get up early and when I try it's hard and I don't ever do it more than a couple days in a row. And I like sleep so much better than getting up early. I like staying up late, which makes me not a morning person. You know, all of that evidence was easy to compile for that story of now I'm not a morning person. And yet I wanted to take advantage of that time in the morning. And so my, the model that I'd used in the past when I was trying to create this habit for myself was basically my circumstance line is my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And my thought in that moment is something like I would do anything to be able to keep sleeping, but maybe, you know, but I should get up. Like I have this plan. I should get up. And then I would feel obligation. So this is an example of a feeling that fuels action, right? And starts us on a goal. Really, I was able to start getting up early every day out of obligation, but it's not one that sustains. So my action line, even from obligation is I get up one hour earlier. I exercise, I self-coach, I have focus time and it was working, right? But I could feel myself white knuckling. I could feel myself muscling through the action, at least, at least the action of getting out of bed, which is kind of that moment that really matters in this kind of a goal. Once once you're up, you feel fine. But that moment where you need to choose to get out of bed rather than choose to stay in bed and keep sleeping, I was muscling through that each morning and I could feel it getting a little harder and a little harder because obligation will only get you so far. That fuel of obligation will only get you so far. And so my result, if I were to continue this model, is that I would eventually give up on my goal because I was using unproductive fuel and my willpower ran out. And that is what had happened in my past. And I was watching it start to happen again. And so I was able to intentionally create a new model and switch to a more productive fuel. So in my new model, the circumstance is the same. My alarm goes off at 5am. That part didn't need to change. My new thought was something like, I am a person who gets up early every morning. I love how it feels and what I'm able to create. Now that is kind of the thought that I would have when I thought about my goal in general, my goal of getting up early every morning. And right in the moment, I'm pretty sure I've shared this with you guys already, but right in the moment, I would think it's only hard for eight seconds. That's what I would remind myself because my lower brain would just in that moment would give anything to just stay in bed. I'd remind myself it's only hard for eight seconds and I can do eight seconds. And then I would get out of bed and I would remember my goals and remember that I wanted to be up early and I loved what I created when I would get up early. And then I could remember that more constructed sentence of I'm a person who gets up early every morning and I love how it feels and what I'm able to create. And this sentence replaced the I'm not a morning person sentence, basically. It was the new story I was telling about myself. And when I would think that thought, I would feel commitment. And then my action line would stay the same. I would get up one hour earlier. I would exercise, self-coach, have focus time. And in my R line, 
I was able to sustain my goal because I was using productive fuel instead of willpower. And I did this for a long time and I stopped doing it intentionally for a reason for a little while and I plan to start it up here again in a little bit. But it was a decision to start, a decision to stop. And I so I stopped during quarantine when my husband was away and I just needed my nights back at that point. And when I get up early, I go to bed early. And so I was also having a little bit of a problem with my toddlers waking up as soon as they heard even one peep from me, even if I was being so quiet. And so they were kind of disrupting that sweet spot I was having in the morning of doing my own thing and having my own little morning devotional. So then I kind of wasn't getting my mornings like I wanted them and I wasn't getting my nights because I was so tired. So I decided, okay, it's quarantine. My husband's gone. I'm going to start waking up at seven again and get my nights back to myself because my toddlers don't wake up at night, but they were waking up at 5 a.m. with me, which was not ideal. And depending on how this fall goes and then being older, hopefully they'll be able to stay asleep even when I get up at 5 a.m. because I'm planning to get that going again once school starts, if and when school starts, and just kind of getting that schedule going again because I loved, loved, loved getting up early. But I love, I also love knowing that I, I can start and stop that productive action and it wasn't me running out of willpower and that I did rewrite that story. I now have a new story that if I want to get up early, I'm fully capable of doing it. I'm good at it. I love how it feels and I know what feelings I need to create with my thoughts to fuel that productive action on a long-term basis. feels really good. I've mentioned this before and I'm going to say it again. It's important to know that there's no wagon. There's no undoing your previous work. Like if your goal is to get up early every morning, if you don't get up one morning, it doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're going to feel the urge to say, oh, you know, I ruined it, <laughs> right? Like there's a wagon here and I just fell off of it. So what's the point? That's why one reason I love using the word regularly. Like I get up early on a regular basis, maybe rather than saying like daily, because then it allows for my humanness. It allows for, and I, I didn't sleep well. And so I decided not to get up. I really enjoy accomplishing my goals in a B minus way. You'll have to check out the episode B minus work versus perfectionism because it gives room for that. And then I'm never falling prey to that really tempting thought of just like, well, now I've ruined it. So what's the point? And then you give up on the goal completely because there's just going to be days where you don't get up at 5am. And the reason you're sustaining it, this is back to kind of that mysterious momentum. The When you believe momentum is mysterious, then you think you can lose momentum. Like it might mysteriously disappear. And so we're afraid of missing a day or getting, you know, getting sick or something coming up that disrupts our momentum because then it might just mysteriously disappear. And how will we get it back if we didn't know how we got it in the first place? But as soon as you believe that you create the momentum, then you can know missing a day does not affect my momentum. I create momentum with my thoughts. And so tomorrow morning when it's time to get up again, I'm going to think thoughts that create that productive fuel and that make me feel excited about what I'm working on and bring that momentum right in there that I love to feel when I'm working on my goals. So an unproductive action in the midst of achieving a goal or an unproductive day, it does not negate your previous progress and efforts. Another really important aspect of this to me for my clients to understand is, and this kind of goes along with having a plan to not be hard on yourself in order to use that as a tool to achieve what you're working on. And that is that your opinion of yourself is one of the most important factors in your success. This is why we spend so much time talking about loving ourselves different instead of hating ourselves different. Accepting ourselves as who we are today and creating the feeling that we want to have and that we think we'll have when we've reached the goal. Create it today and use that feeling to achieve the goal rather than, you know, be hard on ourselves and put pressure and all those things on ourselves thinking because then I'll, I'll use that to 
accomplish the goal and then I'll feel good when I get there. We want to feel good now and use that feeling good to achieve the goal. And so your opinion you have of yourself and how you take care of yourself and treat yourself has everything to do with if you will be successful in achieving your goal. So when you use your mindset to make and achieve goals, you are able to intentionally support and sustain your productive efforts. You're able to stop sabotaging your efforts with unproductive thoughts and feelings. And you're able to live as the person who sets goals and then achieves them. Another one that's powerful is that you're able to believe that achieving goals is always available to you. It becomes so much safer to dream and set goals and go for things and tell people about your goals because you know that you're the one that achieves the goal and you're the one that stops yourself. And so it's all up to you. And knowing that only you can stop you from achieving your goals and only you really puts the power back into your hand. Okay, and that's what I have for you guys today. Hopefully you have a little better understanding about why sometimes we're super productive and able to achieve our goals and why sometimes we have that end result of burnout. And I don't want that any of that to be confusing for you anymore. And so that's why I really wanted to go into it and take a look at why we're even able to get that productive action even from an unproductive fuel for a little while. Why we're able to use willpower for a little while. And when we when we do that and we look for that evidence, then our brain is like, see, it doesn't matter what we're thinking. We were able to do it for a while and then who knows what happened and we, and we got burned out. So we're removing all that mystery and we're showing us that it does matter what we think. It always matters what we, th- what we think. That's everything. Our thoughts will always create our results. I mean, we talk about thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, and actions create our results. But what you're really saying is what I think directly creates my results. Those those lines are always tied together, even though there's a couple of steps in between them. And the more you spend time believing that your thoughts are everything and create everything, the more it will serve you and empower you to have the life that you want to live. So that's what I have for you guys today. Your mission for this episode is to start to watch for using willpower in your life and really learn to recognize what that looks like and what that feels like, that muscling through action or white knuckling. The the more aware and familiar you get with that, it doesn't mean we have to judge ourselves or like immediately stop. We just want to get really familiar and aware of it so that we can start to take control of that and not accidentally default to that or be using it and not even realize we're using it. We want to know it when we feel it, know it when we see it. And to also analyze times in your life when you have felt burned out and what that looked like and what fuel maybe you were using. And then once you get really familiar with willpower and the fuel for you that has created burnout at different times in your life, then you can start to intentionally create feelings that fuel. Look at when in your life you've been really successful in accomplishing a project or finishing a goal or sustaining a habit over a long period of time and look at what fuel you were using to accomplish that and sustain that and then start start creating that more intentionally in your life. Start creating more of that fuel intentionally in your life and see what results you get. So my hot mess moment for this episode is one story from flight school that I forgot to tell and it's a short silly one. What I mean is I meant to tell this story in the adventures in flight school episode and I forgot but so I'll just tell it here now. Our kids were all little while we were in Alabama so we had four kids five and under while we lived there and we had so many nights Brad and I remember this really vividly that we had so many nights sitting around the dinner table and all four of our children were crying we don't don't know what it was about Alabama but that didn't really happen before and it didn't really happen after it was just this interesting phase of our life where our kids were just unhappy at dinner time and Brad and I would just be sitting there looking at each other eating the dinner I had made you know good food (laughs) 
and looking at our four children so upset with their lives and crying and they all had really good reasons to be crying I'm sure in their in their minds but we were thinking man life is so good why are they all crying and then we would kind of look at each other and think what have we gotten ourselves into and you know this is it was it was it was challenging at times but it was mostly amusing because there really was nothing to be crying about in our opinions and I'm I know we've had that like I said we we've had that before and after but it felt like it was just randomly before and after but in Alabama we went a real good stretch where it was a few nights a week we just had three or four of our kids in tears at the dinner table and we would think why are we even having dinner but we just stuck with it and that's the one hard and great thing about kids is they're always changing and so if you're in a hard phase changes come in fast they grow out of things they change to the next hard thing or the next you know whatever phase and but then that's also one of the hard things is when you're in a real sweet spot that can tend to change fast too so it's just the nature of parenting the nature of children and watching them grow and learn and I mean I wanted to share that with you guys so Thank you so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, please go to my website, www.simplyresilient.net to download my free guide to thriving during deployment. I also love when you share this podcast with your friends and rate and review it. Remember that when we choose to intentionally manage our minds, we go from feeling mentally miserable to feeling like a mental warrior. You've got this. I'll talk to you soon. Over and out.